Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Lee and Andrew. And um, we've just watched Everton beat Crystal Palace three goals to nil and play some really, really nice football to go with it. Um, just a really nice, competent performance. I mean, you know, the, the players owed us a performance after the midweek game against Newcastle. It was the same team. There were a lot of head scratching and uh, question marks beforehand about the team. Um, yeah, so just before we go into it, Andrew and Lee, uh, we'll just listen to Graham's thoughts and his reaction to the game today as well. So this is just my reaction to the 3-0 win over Crystal Palace um, today at Goodison Park. I think I speak for most Evertonians when I say I was completely dumbfounded when he named the Seam 11 that lost embarrassingly against Newcastle United at St James's Park. But to be completely fair, um, I thought we, we started progressively well. Um, we came out of the traps. There was a lot of workings. You could see they were trying one-twos. You could see that we were clearly more up for it. We were light more a lot more light on our feet, I would say. There was a lot more give-and-goes, trying to play more one-twos, trying to move into space. And we, we've seen that with Gordon. We've seen that with Awobi, especially, who I would like to get on to at some point. But, um, but just, yeah, even coming through for the first goal um, for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, it was, it was a, a piece of class. Um, I'll, go, I'll go there. You know what? There's a lot of people have given a lot of crap um, and that's their opinions. I, I think their opinions are, are wrong, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm fed up with hearing that he's did nothing in two years. Shout, you know, if even coming back last year, not fit, he had a career threatening injury. Um, and he pulled that header out against Crystal Palace in the end of last season. A lot of people have short memories. Um, against Newcastle, he didn't get any service. Um, he really didn't. And he's maybe just getting into fitness. But you know what? That he showed today to remind people that thinks the only thing he can do is head a ball into the goal. Um, what a brilliant piece of play. He wins the ball, pressing from the front. Um, ball's ends knocked back. I think off the top of my head, I think it was Gray. Gives it to Alex Awobi, who squares the ball across, pins it through the center half, shoves him out of the way, basically. Um and just slots into the bottom bottom corner, fantastically beats the keeper, pinpoint, absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, much more of that now. That should do brilliant for his confidence, and hopefully he can silence the doubters even more, and hopefully the doubters can fall back in love with Calvert-Lewin, and we can all just enjoy him being fit now and scoring goals for Everton. Um, yeah, it was a really eventful first half. It was back and forth. Referees an absolute bin lid. Um, didn't even know what planet he was on. Never mind what sport he was officiating. In my opinion, today it was it was horrendous. Um, but I, I kept it open to be fair, and it, it was just up and down and up and down. So yeah, we got on at half time at one all, and just to fast forward the uh, brilliant uh, piece of plays. As Andrew, we, we, we caught uh, Frank Ball or Lamp, 
lamp ball or something. I don't know what he calls it, but whatever Andrew calls it, we've seen it today for that second goal. Um, just Pickford using the centre halves either side of the six yard, passing out, playing it. Pickford straight out to Coleman, plays it inside. It will be travels up the pitch with it. Uh, gets it to go. Uh, to Mary Gray, Mary Gray has Gordon on his on his right hand side, plays it across Michaelenko in space. Sorry, he lifts his head, turns inside, plays Michaelenko and Michaelenko hits the shot. Anthony Gordon runs runs in and finishes it, and then it was blown for offside. I I just remember being absolutely puzzled, thinking what what's going on here, um, and then I was thinking maybe I'm losing my mind, maybe just the angle or whatever. But it was, but it was clearly onside. Um, yeah, it was, it was absolutely horrendous. I'm going to put that down. They just, um, they're trying to rig the league and, and kill us off, but they just got, got it massively wrong today, with, uh, those officials. But um, brilliant. The goal stood. Brilliant for Gordon because the other night he absolutely stank the place out. I think him and Gray uh, on Wednesday night were, were, were dreadful. They, they'd be polite about it. Um, and then, yeah, just, just to finish it off, uh, Dwight McNeil had came on for Demario Gray, and he basically bursts down the left-hand side, going through players, looking actually a bit quicker, and, and, and just looked, he, you could tell he, he looked really sharp in his movement, like he wanted to prove a point. Gets it, slips at the Alex Awobi for a who again with another beautiful assist, flexible back, Dwight McNeil straight through on it. Uh, just the Palace players, just at this point in the game too, you, you've seen it a lot. Uh, just chasing the ball, just just chasing, and, and that's how for me it just opened up perfectly for Dwight McNeil. They just slotted away. Um, absolutely brilliant, brilliant for him. Really, really happy for the guy. It's just only he can now grow in confidence. Two goals for him this season. Um, but yeah, I was actually quite disappointed with Crystal Palace. They're they're a team I like. Um, they have a player very much like Alex Awobi and in Easy, a player I really, really like. Um, but he just the battle of him and Awobi today. If you want to talk about the street style flair players, um, just Awobi schooled him. Um, Awobi now with five assists, I think, for the season, and uh, he got the man of the match. Unsurprisingly, he was absolutely brilliant. He was absolutely everywhere. So. Um, yeah, I just hope we're sitting now 11th, pretty in the table. Hopefully Sky show that top 11 again and we can see ourselves in there and, and, and enjoy our drink because never felt more like singing the blues and all that, you know. So, um, no, fantastic one. Over the moon, up the toffees. Uh, Andrew, what was your thoughts, mate, when you seen the lineup? Were, were you a bit worried? Um... Yes and no. Um, I don't think he could really select a much better team. I know there were shouts for Garner to start maybe just because he's more attacking-minded. Um, Gordon has been really undisciplined, I want to say it that way, because I don't think he ever really like is much of a passenger. But with the amount of yellows that he's been getting, I could see that. And he and Damari Gray don't seem to always play well in the same 11. So yeah. I could have seen you know maybe McNeil getting a start over him. But mm. I really liked the way Frank used subs today and the lineup worked the way he wanted it to. I think that's kind of the situation is the players played to their ability and with Frank's intent. Yeah, definitely mate. 
Uh, Lee, just a really, really nice performance all round. I think everyone on the pitch done the job perfectly well, didn't he? Yeah, they did. Can't, you can't really fault anyone. But I was I was looking at the team and I, I could see why he didn't change it. Because as yeah. you said, he, he did always the performance. Hmm. And obviously, if it doesn't come off, he looks like an idiot. But it yeah. came off, so now he looks like a genius hmm. for keeping the same eleven. I was actually quite surprised because it was virtually the same eleven from the Tottenham game as well. Yeah. All besides Gordon. I think Gordon because he was suspended. So for them to play three games in a week and then on the last game of that week, put in a performance like that, that bodes well for the future, hopefully. Yeah, definitely, yeah. mate. Definitely. Um I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it straight off the bat. I think Tarkowski is the best centre half in the league. Um I'm I'm just I just do. I just do. I don't think there's a player who's that, you know, consistent at the back. He's just, even when we lose, he still has these really, really high level performances. And he's, you know, he's got the leadership, he's got the tackle, he's got everything really. And I don't know. I mean, Andrew, do you disagree with that? And and if so, can you name me a better centre off in the league? I think there's a lot of good centre half in the Premier League. Uh, I think Tarkovsky might be the most important one. Mm. Um, it's kind of that MVP thing. Like he, we got him for a song, yeah, uh, less than a song. Uh, he is super consistent. He is reliable. I do think there are gaps in his game um, mm. that are getting shored up by the addition of Cody. Yeah, I think those two together make perhaps the best center half pairing in the league right now, yeah. or at least challenging for that title. I don't think solo. Tarkovsky is quite the best, but I do love him. And I think his presence is massive. Um, he has a really, I mean, probably just experience um, with how many times he's got a really like measured way of dealing with referees. Um, even this one who was being a right cut. Um, yeah. <laughs> bleep that if you want to. Um, but even though, uh, you know, he had a couple of challenges that were a little, little suspect. Um, mm-hmm. He just really calmly and maturely dealt with the ref and no problems. Yeah, I think he is the perfect Everton center half. Yeah, definitely, mate. I agree with that. Um, Lee, what, what's your thoughts on the uh, my show for Tarkowski being the best in the league? Uh, well, on form at the minute, you probably put him in the top five. I- think saying that he's the best may be a bit of a stretch, no offence. But I do agree with Andrew. I think that is, they are the best into that pairing at the minute. Mm. Yeah. They just complement each other so well. I'm, I'm, you'd have to say probably Gabriel and Saliba at Arsenal, they are top of the league. Yeah. And so, but no, I think he's just added that in. That like reassurance at the back that we didn't have last season. Yeah. Him and Cody as well, Cody as well, to be fair. Mm. But it's just like even when they had a little bit of pressure at the end of the first half, I actually didn't think we were going to concede. Yeah. Which is a weird feeling being an Evertonian, especially yeah. when you won yeah. them up at home. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it against yes. United. We we scored early on against United and then sat back. Yeah. But today it just didn't seem I just didn't think we were ever going to concede. Mm. No, if we so. get out of 45 plus into like the 60th minute without mm. conceding, I feel good. But that's like the mm. worst time for Everton is 
stoppage time in the first half yeah. and then the right opening of the second half. Yeah, definitely. Um, it just, as you say there, though, it felt different. It didn't feel like we were going to, you know, buckle and just completely capitulate, um, which is what we've seen us do plenty of times. But it felt like, as I said in the last pod, we don't take the game to the other team. We're never the alpha team. Today, we were the alpha team. We dominated Crystal Palace. Um, and we didn't let them get a sniff, essentially. They had a couple of little chances and things, but nothing really to trouble us, that you'd say. Um, but massive difference in, in performance levels. We had six shots on target today, which is just, I mean, uh, what do we do with these dizzy heights here, Lee, lad? It's, it's just mental, in it? Six shots on targets. Well, I was just going to say, I was very impressed with how we started. Yeah, I mean, I think Gordon within the first thirty seconds put a tackle in, mm. and yeah, then yeah. well, or won the wall back, and then you seen a Wobie and Calvert Lewin running across the front line. Yeah, and it just it just felt different straight away within two minutes. It was the them them first two minutes. I thought we could have a really good game here. Mm. I mean, I didn't didn't think we'd win three 0 but I mean, just. Yeah, there was, just, there was just an air around the place, even the ground. You could, I didn't go, but I could, you could just sense it for, even through the TV. Yeah. It was just a different atmosphere there today. Yeah, it was, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I think everyone was just hoping for something to happen and hoping that the players would respond, and, and they certainly did. Um, Andrew, Anthony Gordon, we've spoke about him a little bit recently um, mm-hmm. for the wrong reasons sometimes, but today he was... Back to being what he was like last season, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I think the pressing style really helped kind of enable him to be his best. Yeah. Um, you know, we did the 4-3-3 again, um, but we were actually in their faces. We weren't sitting back. Yeah. Uh, I was really afraid that we were going to be like kind of told to sit back after the goal. Mm. Um, we'll probably talk about this more later, but I think Frank has set us up to win. Um, the best way that he could in the last several games, even though we've lost or drawn. Yeah. Um, but I think the direction to press and make things uncomfortable with them really unlocks what Gordon is great at. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. Yeah, good. Um, Damari Gray on the other side, um, maybe not as great as a performance as Gordon, but still effective in his own kind of way. Um it did annoy me how he was like a little bit sloppy sometimes giving the ball away, but but that's just the way he is. Um, I can't even say he had a bad game because he didn't. I, I thought some of the stuff that was like he got a lot of abuse actually from the Palace players again. The referee was completely awful. Um, and there was a couple of crosses that he tried to put in that were just just wayward. Um, but I thought he had a good game. Um, and then Calvert Lewin back. Again, starting starting the second consecutive game on the run and getting a goal for his efforts as well. Lee, he was he was superb, wasn't he? And and that goal, he completely bullied the defender. Um, like he he, he won the ball back, and then Onana gives it to Awobi. Awobi gives it to Calvert Lewin, and he does this nice first touch where it looks like he nutmegs the defender, and then just completely steamrolls him, and he's got the composure to put it in the bottom corner. It was really nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, the Evertonian in me was thinking that's going to get checked by VAR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. But, no, do you know what? I, I I watched a little interview. I was watching um, BBC Final Score after the match had finished. Yeah. And the interviews were straight away. And he said, he said, I felt physically 
brilliance. He said it's the first time I've felt that in a while. Yeah. Um, you you could tell because mm-hmm. I know he went he went what did he seventeen minutes to replay something like that. Yeah, yeah. Went off and he he could have played the full ninety. He didn't look like he was struggling or you know blowing out of his ass or anything like that. Yeah. He looked he looked physically good. Mm. And yeah. just nice for him to get that goal. Because now hopefully he gets a good run in the team, stays fit, and we'll see the best version of him. Yeah. Because I've said it for a few weeks, we need him. Mm. Yeah. You know, as much as I, I want Mopai and all all the other wingers and stuff to do well, he is the main man. Yeah, he is. So definitely. Um Andrew, that's that's the difference, isn't it, between Calvert Lewin and somebody else like Gray or Gordon. We've seen other players like Onana as well all smash their chances over the bar. But Calvert Lewin has got that class and composure to just bury it in the bottom corner. That's the difference, isn't it? I think so. Um I will also put a little caveat in there is DCL with his feet generally tends to go low. That's mm. his preferred shot. I'm not sure if that's quite like composure or just like this is my bread and butter. Yeah. Um, he really likes to keep it kind of close to the ground. Mm. Um, but that said, the angle, the placement, great. Um, sometimes he'll do that in a one-on-one, which this wasn't quite that, but he'll do that when facing the goal. And yep. it's much more towards the keeper. And honestly, uh, they, he wasn't that far off uh, from saving that, but the pace on it and the placement was really nice. Yeah, definitely. I just think DCL, we talked about this a few episodes back, where when he's not really close to fully fit mm. and kind of tuned, there's a big difference in between like DCL at 80% and DCL at like 94%. It's just yeah. worlds apart with what he offers. Yeah. Spot on there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you actually said on the, a couple of weeks back, 80% Calvert-Lewin offers fuck all or something like that. I think we your words, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, he was brilliant. It was lovely to see him back to his best like that but um mm-hmm. it will be you know lee um he was immense and that that assist for calvert lewin and then you know another assist for uh mcneil at the end there he was just immense wasn't he will we yeah they were, uh, i think we're gonna um we're running out of things to say about him mm. <laughs> and long may that continue because yeah i mean i just I don't. I mean, even Graham, and we all know Graham absolutely has loved him since since the start. Yeah. I don't even think the most diehard Iwobi fan would have seen <laughs> this run of form coming, hmm. especially when you know when he was playing under Benitez and he looked he looked lost playing for yeah. Everton. I mean, I'm not I'm not slating him. The kid hmm. looked lost. Yeah, he looked like he didn't want he wanted to be anywhere else but on that pitch playing for Everton hmm. and the transformation in him. I mean, what's that now? Six, five, six assists. Yeah, only Kevin De Bruyne has got more yeah. assists than Alex Iwobi this season. So yeah, he's got five. Yeah, yeah he's... so he keeping good company there, like he needs to be fair. Yeah, definitely. So, no, I just, oh, I just, I want him, to, I want him to sign that contract now. I want him to sit down with the club <laughs> and get him signing that contract. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Um, it's something that we spoke about on the last podcast, actually. We said, you know, he's kind of gone off the boil since the contract situation, but um, I think it was two or three games where he wasn't quite at his best. But, Andrew, he was he was back to his best today, and 
you know, I think we've seen him in a, a slightly higher role today, didn't we? He was very, very close to Calvert-Lewin at times and pressing from the front, yeah. which suits him better. Yeah, is there something like a, a false 10? <laughs> well, yeah. it was like he a, seemed really like a poised to feed him. Yeah. I thought, especially when we didn't have the ball when we were pressing, it looked like a 4 yeah. 3 one Yeah. And again, I think that really, uh, just like uh, Gordon, that pressing style with we've seen what Iwobi's work rate is. Mm. Just let him do his job, um, yeah. because it seems that he can do all of them when given that freedom. Um, I just really like the energy and playing like this gets the crowd behind us mm. um, so much more. Yeah, uh, John, have you got a stats there to see how much how what distance he ran? Certainly, I've made so he got the man of the match performance as well, which yeah. is des- mm. well deserved. Um, 86% on his passing, which is very, very good. Um, a couple of long balls there, a couple of tackles as well. Um, yeah, just just immense. I mean, he was everywhere. Like I haven't got the distance that he ran, but to get the man of the match, I think he was fully deserving of it, in my opinion. If it wasn't him, it was probably mm-hmm. Calvert-Lewin because he scored the goal. But Iwobi was the guy that was just the engine. He was... And I, I just don't want to see him, you know, playing right back again. I just don't because, you know, I'd rather put somebody yeah. else there. He's he's much better up the field, higher up, and he, where he can just, you know, he's he's really really clever. We've seen it for the second, for the um the third goal, sorry, with the the McNeil one where he you know just back heels. He's got that oh. bit of skill about mm. him and the genius. You know, he can pull off stuff. like By that. the way, watch watch that goal again. He is probably about uh, two millimeters on side. The yeah. timing of that run is absolutely perfect because mm. the Palace players push out and he just goes in time. Yeah, perfect. Because I actually yeah. looked at it and thought, oh, that's close. Mm. And Well, they didn't actually even yeah. check it. They didn't check it like they normally would. Yeah. But it was close. Mm. Yep. I think that's one of the biggest things for Iwobi, especially now that's a bit underrated, is his footballing brain. He's a very intelligent player. Yeah. He Even is. though he has these amazing, like this skill set and these physical attributes with his pace yep. and just endurance, but he is extremely clever. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. As, as you said before, Mike, the press and high up the field, which was just outstanding. There was a couple of times where we, hustled and harried their goalkeeper and he wanted to play it down the middle, you could tell, and we just didn't give him the room or the space to do that. Um, and I think in the end, you know, the goalkeeper and, and Anderson just kept hitting it out for a throw-in because they just couldn't do anything else with it. So, yeah, it was really, really nice to see us pressing high up there. But um, another big part of that pressing and just and another engine in midfield was um, Amadou Onana. I, I thought possibly his best game for Everton so far. He was just immense. Um, Lee, what did you think of mm-hmm. Onanamis? He was a beast today. He yeah. really was. I mean, so I, I think he, what was it? I think I've seen his stat before, 91% on his passing. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. when you consider they've, well, they like to press as well, don't they, Palace? So, mm. no, I, I, th- I think that was the, definitely his best game in Everton's yet. Like, and yeah. he got again. He he gets he gets some kicking. Mm. I mean, or you know, he's got that. Well, he's going. That's something he's going to have to just deal with, really, mm. because I mean, he's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah. So, but no, 
I liked everything that he'd done today, really. Uh, driving forward, tracking. He covered Michalenko so well. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk a bit, bit later about Michalenko, maybe, but mm. I thought the way he just helped him out allowed Gray to stay up because he hasn't been pulling back the last few weeks. So yeah. I think that was a nice little combination on the left hand side there. So, yeah, no. definitely. No, you're right about his stats. Actually, he, he did complete 91% of his passes, which is just immense. Um, and he also had um, 83% of his tackles. So he actually won five out of six tackles as well. And uh, the ground duels was seven out of 12. So, yeah, he was just a beast. Um, and Andrew, he seems to time his slide tackles. I've never seen, like, you know, a, a player that loves a slide tackle like Amadou Anana. I mean... You know, we, yeah, we it's like Ben Godfrey, out. but like stretched out. Yeah, like just longer, like a Slenderman version of Ben Godfrey, just immense. <laughs> um, um, what did you make of Idrissa Gay, Andrew? Um, I real quick on Onana. Um, yeah, I every time he gets kicked, I get really concerned because I think I just see Yuri Mina with dreads, <laughs> uh, just this really <laughs> huge slender guy just getting abused. And I don't know if it's just because he's used to playing in France or what, but he seems to kind of have that Richie, like, let's milk this a little bit, yeah. where he might not actually be hurt or he just mm-hmm. has really good recovery ability. Yeah. But I just, I really get nervous every time he gets battered. Yeah. Um, but Definitely. moving on from that, uh, Idrissa Gay, solid for the most part. He has mm-hmm. a little bit of this, like, in the last several, well, last few games, he has seemed to be almost like that Fabian Delph kind of thing where he'll do the back pass and kind of maintain calm. But I think he could be a bit more enterprising sometimes. I feel like that's what Onana and he got into it about um, yep. against Newcastle, where it's just like, man, there's a there's a really good progressive option that mm. you could have taken there instead of back passing. But he is a seasoned veteran. He knows what he's doing. I just wish, I don't know, maybe he's used to playing in the Everton that he left where we just didn't have that ability to go forward yep yep definitely mate um there was a nice little passage of play actually i think it was the first half um between him and damari gray on the mm-hmm. left hand side they were playing nice one touch passes um which was really good and then he kind of toe poked it towards gordon and gordon had that first touch and, and kind of blasted it straight down the middle and we got a corner yeah but um yeah and it was I mean, he's another one that we've, you know, he's come under a little bit of, you know, criticism lately, and um, and rightly so because his performances did drop, and especially against Manchester United where he just completely fell off. But um, yeah, but another one back to his best today. Um, yeah, I mean, just yeah. an overall brilliant performance from everyone on the field. Lee, did you want to touch on Mikhailenko as well because he's uh, he's yeah. one that's gone under the radar. Like we, you know, we've. Well- I've said it for a few weeks on the pods that I've been on. Like, I don't think he's been playing that bad. He just hasn't had the help up mm. today. I don't. Well, I haven't seen his stats, but from watching it, I don't think I don't think anyone got past him. Yeah. He. I mean, their wingers weren't at their best today. I don't know what it was with them. I'm all for it as well. So yeah, doesn't doesn't really bother me if they were good or not. But <laughs> no, it just. He's just—he's he, definitely—he is a defender. He's a defensive fullback. He's not—he's not a Leighton Baines or a Luca Din or even an Andy Andy Robertson, someone like that who bombs forward. Mm. But well, 
I say that, and then he basically got an assist for the third goal. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, no, he was. No, he was I, good. I thought he just looked. I mean, there was a part in the second half where Ayu tried to go past him, and yeah. he just basically just stood there, and you wouldn't. Mm. You'd look at them two and think Ayu's going to win that physical battle every day of the week, mm. and he just basically stood there and then popped the ball off, and I think that. Basically, we switched the playing and ended up getting the chance not long after that. Yeah. So no, I thought he was he was really solid today, and I'm glad that he got a bit of support because the last few weeks he just hasn't had no support on the sides at all from anyone. Yeah. So hopefully that'll give him a good boost of confidence now and yeah, see him playing consistently now. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, just going back to Ayo as well, eh? as you mentioned, I thought, well, what a prick that Jordan Ayo is. Sorry to say for the language, but honestly, God, he's a rat. Um, why Simon Hooper didn't just give him, I think he went the full game without even getting a card, which is ridiculous. Yeah. We've seen what Ayo done last time. He, he came to Goodison in May and he nearly, you know, he could have ended Gordon's career with that horrific tackle. But today it was. Just again, it was it was horrendous, and he just got off with every single tackle. I don't know, Andrew. What? Why do you think? Why? Why do we get these refs? You know, we as someone pointed out the other day, we haven't had a red card against us in over two years. Yeah, I, I truly don't understand the logic behind this. Um, team just get a lot of rope with us. Uh, that Joakim Henson, same thing. Yeah, Anderson. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, just a. Was there anyone? They really. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go on. Carry on because mine's a totally different challenge. Yeah. So. Um, I just, uh, what was it? Uh, Zaha got one um, yeah. when he came flying in with the elbow. Like, I just, yeah. I, it seems like we're always playing Burnley, no mm. matter who the actual <laughs> opposition team is. Yeah. They always kind of get that Burnley leeway with challenges. And yeah. I, it, it's baffling with the amount of cards that aren't given um, that ref, by the way, just unconscionable decisions or lack thereof in the fucking smirk. Mm. Like yeah. every time he'd hear Goodison go off, just like, mm, this is my show. Yeah. Like I said on Twitter, he's got a, he's got a shrine to John Moss in his house somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely mate. Uh, Lee, did you want to touch on a particular challenge? Mate? Yeah. I, I haven't seen it again, but that, um, that Matessa tackle on Cody. Yeah. I I mean, I'm gonna watch it again. But look, even when I first looked at it, I thought, that's the leg breaker. Because mm. he flies in. And I, I don't think he I don't think it's malicious. I don't think he's gone in trying to hurt him. Yeah. But I mean, looking at it from I've only seen it once. It doesn't look no worse than what Alan got sent off for against Newcastle last year. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I know we got yellow cards, but I'm very surprised he didn't even look at it because mm. it looked it looked a nasty challenge. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Cody just got there before him, and and yeah. yeah As I said, I do think it was just mistimed, not mm. not malicious, but you can still break your leg off one of them challenges. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, of course. And that going back to that Anthony Gordon elbow as well. I, I don't even think they looked at that. Um. That was a straight red for me every single day of the week. and um, But it was nice to see everyone, especially Tarkowski, he was straight over there in everyone's face. He, he was yeah. ready to fight someone in, like, which is just brilliant to see. But 
Yeah, there was a couple of just horrific challenges, and Simon Hooper again, just a proper job's worth. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some liquid football because <clears throat> some of the goals we scored, um, just just breathtaking today. Like, yeah, I mean the second one especially where we just played it out from the back. It started with Pickford. We were playing, you know, short balls between Cody Tarkowski. It went to Coleman. Um, went into the midfield with Iwobi and then Gay and then up to Damari Gray and over to Mikhailenko and just a brilliant, brilliant goal. Um, liquid football, Andrew. Where where does that? Where did we even get that from? Because I haven't seen any evidence of that like for weeks. Yeah. No, I I just think it was belief. I think maybe the power of Goodison or something. But like I said before, I think we've been set up to get the most out of these games for weeks now. We just haven't executed it. We haven't believed in the process yeah. Um, or the ability to move forward. It was just hesitation or anxiety or fear. But today we played like nothing was going to stop us. And I think that translates to the passes that are played, the mm. touches that are taken, um, except for Gray on occasion, still kind of running down blind alleys with his head down. Yeah. Um, we were really – it was these one touch. They were looking to be where the ball was going to be and not as many times. I still saw it a few times, but stopping and waiting for the ball to reach them. Mm. I think those were a few of the passes that we lost where like the ball was coming into the midfield and they would just like stand there. It's like, it'll get here eventually. Like, ah, damn. Yeah. Turns out Palace plays Dalt, plays two. Um, mm. <laughs> but I just, the ticky taka or ticky toffee football, like really just something great to see. And it really gets the crowd going nuts. Yeah, it does. It's just lovely because at that point, uh, if you think about it, Newcastle pressed us really, really effectively on Wednesday and we could not handle it. But today, mm-hmm. Palace, they made a couple of changes, so they threw on an extra forward. And from when they were pressing us for that goal, we just dealt with it. There was one touch passing everywhere. We we, we broke through the lines. We got past the press with ease. It was just a really, really nice goal to see. Um, something real quick that you said there uh pickford playing short balls that's huge for me yeah um he did have one really excellent long range to gordon i believe yeah um just pinpoint uh looked as good as the one that he sent to gray uh, mm. earlier in the season but i like that he sees that we can not only do that yeah definitely he's, he's got the ability to mix it up uh pickford mm-hmm. and his distribution has uh, come under question recently as well but today he was he was back on the money Perfect. Um, Tarkowski with a couple of excellent long balls as well, by the way. His passing mm-hmm. is just outstanding. Um, and then we've seen a couple of substitutes. So we, McNeil came on, as we said before, he got that goal. Um, he's better on the left, isn't he, Lee McNeil? Yeah. I think he is anyway. I mean, it, it helps when you're coming on and you're winning as well, to be fair. Yeah. Mm. So, and obviously they're very tired because... He looked quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took the piano off his back. <laughs> well, not us. Hmm. No, playing with the with the world's smallest violin on his back instead today. <laughs> but, yeah, he was a lot better. No, he's definitely more effective on the left. Hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, you've seen that's the type of football he can play. Them yeah. little one-twos. I mean, he tried yeah. one with, I think it was Gray. Gray yeah. went towards the left instead of going straight ahead. Yeah, yeah. So he tried it a few times. Then little one twos in and around the box, and then 
thankfully the, the last one. I mean, it will be again. Yeah, it's just it was just it was just like you know an, an image of the Newcastle goal last season where they were we doing more or less yeah. the same thing, but the Calvert Lewin back heel to a Wobie was you know a mirror of that. But um, Andrew McNeil and uh, I mean he's he's a bit of a conundrum when Damari Gray doesn't you know hit a bit of form. I mean he's it's good to have these questions. Like do do you think he's in contention now after that goal to start the next? I... I really like him as a sub, honestly. Um, mm. We Lee mentioned it there. Like, it's the fastest he's ever looked. And I don't know if that's because he got faster, which is doubtful, or that mm. they were tired and he was brought on at exactly the right time. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, Timestamp. Yeah, but just before we bounce off, Andrew, um, and we know that we'll do the, the full reaction tomorrow night or Monday, perhaps. But um, sure. I just want to have a quick mention on uh, Seamus Coleman because he, he pocketed Zaha, didn't he? And he, he's got this really nice ability to just pivot on the ball and, and kind of spin round in a circle and no one can get it off him. Yeah, he did that a couple of times and it scared me every time because he's not the quickest anymore. And he has this weird like dipshit scramble. <laughs> that it looks like he's about to lose a ball or fall on his fucking face, but somehow he doesn't. Like, it's like, have you ever watched Scream? Yeah. <laughs> like, Ghostface is not a good killer. He's like this scrambling moron. Yeah. I'm not saying Seamus is a moron, but it's like, it doesn't look like he's good at what he does, and yet somehow mm. it comes off. Like, he gets the job done. Yeah. Um, I know he's a good footballer. Please don't take this as me slating him. It's just <laughs> several times he did that like loop to loop, like barrel roll spin. Yeah. And it came off every time. There was one, I forget who it was that was on him in the midfield, but he was like right on the halfway line. Mm. And it looked like he was about to get tackled. He's like, nope, still good. And then he just ran yep. straight left. Yep. He'd done it a couple of times. And I think at one point he'd done it to Zaha and Zaha actually kicked out because he was frustrated with it and then yeah. done it again two seconds later to somebody else and he's just got this incredible ability to just not get dispossessed which is brilliant um yeah it's just it's, like fighting spirit scrappiness whatever you want to call it just this belief in himself like nah we're not done yeah definitely um he also had that excellent tackle on zaha um and late in the second half where it got played mm -hmm. to him in the, in the penalty area and he done um, almost like a Tarkowski tackle or an Onana tackle, and he just toe poked the ball out for a corner and really, yeah. really clean. He, uh, those two have interacted for a couple of very important moments for us. Uh, that yeah. was remember when Zaha like wrapped him around the mm -hmm. waist. That's what led to that free kick for Gray to DCL last season. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think we'll leave it there for the instant reaction, and um, we'll get back on for the full in-depth review. So. Um, yeah, Andrew, Lee, thank you for joining me and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Now it's time for a quick word about our sponsor, Manscaped. Big thank you to the guys over at manscaped.com for sending some products for us to check out. Manscaped are the best in the business when it comes to men's below-the-waist grooming products. I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've used it on my beard actually and I'm blown away by how cool and how good this lawnmower 4.0 is. You really do make precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And it basically looks like an F117 stealth bomber for your balls. It looks that good and comes with its own little wireless charging stand, which looks like something Batman would use. So yeah, it's pretty sick. 
The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer. Inside you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker for your ears and nose, crop reserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxes and the travel bag to hold all that good stuff. The ball deodorant especially guys is an absolute game changer by the way, you need it, trust me. The lawnmower 4.0 is the future of grooming and it's waterproof. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker nose and ear, and ear trimmer. And the weed whacker is also waterproof and also has manscaped skin safe technology as well which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped box, Boxes and Travel Bag. It's time to take care of yourself, so join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EAW20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Evan Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at EAW podcast at gmail.com.